Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, what's up, everyone? Brett here, bringing you another episode of the Rad Dad Show, the parenting podcast where we ask inspiring dads the question, what does it mean to be a rad dad? We can barely contain our excitement over here because today we're bringing you an interview with one of the most iconic people in the punk rock world and a rad dad to count them four kids, Eric Melvin from No Effects. That's right, Melvin stopped by to chat with Christian, and they covered so much ground in what was a really thoughtful and insightful conversation. I already mentioned that Melvin's a dad to four kids, two twin five-year-old girls and two boys, aged 12 and 9. He talks about the importance of learning by making mistakes, and how hard it is for us to let our kids make them. He and Christian also chat about some of their favorite YouTube channels and TV shows for their kids, and they also discuss the role of punk rock and DIY ethos in parenting. If you're a fan of No Effects, you know they've recently announced a farewell tour, so Melvin also talks about what's next for him. You may have heard that he's embarking on a new solo project under the name Melvinator, where he blends punk rock and electronic music in a really unique way, and he just released his first single, American Errorist, which is, of course a reimagining of the No Effects song. He also shares with us his passion for helping people uh, to meet their goals through life coaching, and he talks a bit about that. Melvin really opens up in this interview, and I love how deeply he thinks about his approach to parenting his kids. I know you'll enjoy this one, so sit back and let's get into it. Here's Eric Melvin on The Rad Dads Show. We're starting. I, I think yeah, I yeah. just realized that that's, that's a... No, no, that's all right. Okay, um, I think I just, I, I think that that's a, a lot of parents go through that and maybe some more consciously than others. Um, what does it mean? You know, like, like, am I an authority? Am I like a disciplinarian? Am I, uh, you know, am I the one that like knows, you know, has more experience in life than my little one? You know, am I helping them? Am I, you know, teaching them manners and all that stuff? It's kind of like, it's a bit of a mind fuck, isn't it? Because you kind of go like, well, I don't want to do the, you know, I don't want to fuck this up. You know, I, I want to do like, I mean, if uh, probably most of us, we want to be the, the cool teacher. We want to be the rad dad. Yeah, right? we want we, you know, but you kind of can't just let the kids do whatever, whatever they want. Uh, you know, you don't want them to go running in the street, for instance, you know, or something like that. So there's certain things um, that uh, you know we gotta like take care of or help them out with to understand the world, but without giving them maybe without imparting our own biases or preconceived notions of how the world's supposed to be, you know, like, um, is the world a scary place or is it a helpful place? You know, like maybe, um, maybe we want them to sort of figure that out for themselves or maybe the personality just kind of like guides them through that. And we're just kind of there at best to you know i don't know pick them up after they fall or something be like yeah that hurt huh yeah that's the hard part though you know letting letting your kids fall yeah 
right? Because yeah. you know, you know, we we want to protect them. You know, I didn't uh, have the best relationship with my father. He wasn't really around, and um, my mom, you know, had three kids and was a single mom, and you know, struggled in that sense. So I didn't have. Uh, well, I didn't feel like my dad was around. And so um, I think that influenced how I parent my son or I'm almost like hypersensitive to that, I, I guess, and kind of feel guilty if I'm not there enough or. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like hard to, it's that, that hard balance, right? I, I totally get it. Like you want them so to true. have those experiences and, um, you know, even like being a, like I said, being a teacher, like we learn from our failures, but there's so much of me that doesn't want to see my son fail. Although I know it's good for him in the fact that he'll, he'll learn from it and he will pick him up. And, but that's also what I like so much about skateboarding. I think skateboarding taught me a lot. Like, you know, I don't know if you, you grew up kind of on a, on a skateboard, but it's really, a little bit, yeah. you fall, you fall and you get back up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let, yeah, let, I, um, let, let's do an official some... start here, sir. Let's do oh, it. yeah. Okay. And then we'll, okay, cool. we'll just keep going. Well, keep that was going. some good stuff. We're not going to lose that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, not at all. Not at all. It's all good. Official start. Ready. Yeah. I could just do like just we, we're joining. Who are you? We we are we are in a conversation. Let us uh, welcome to the Rad Dad Show. Who are you? Hi, it's me, Eric Melvin from No Effects, uh, here on the Rad Dad Show. Ready to talk to my my friend here, Christian. Talk about being a dad and being a punk rock dad, actually, because we that's who we are, sort of, as well. Now, what does that mean to you, punk rock dad? Right. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny. It's kind of like, like what we were talking about right then at the beginning. Um, like we don't, you know. We want to, what does it mean to raise your kid? Because, even you know, punk rock is kind of, I mean, to me, it was about doing things in a different way, doing it in a, in a DIY kind of way. <clears throat> Not so much make, you know, following rules that are rules just for the sake of rules. You kind of want to know why this rule exists. Like, you know, no running into the street, for instance, you know. We don't run into the street, you know. Um, you carry scissors a certain way, you know. You hold a knife a certain way, you know. Like, I mean, some of that stuff is just like, it's kind of a, it's not exactly a rule, but it's like a way of guidance so that we don't hurt ourselves. But, you know, um, and I, I think that that's, yeah, maybe that's kind of like without, you don't have to go too, too much deeper than that. You know, we, we do it ourselves and with, you know, eyes wide open as much as possible. What about like yeah. the, the politics piece of it too? Because if I reflect on my kind of um, idea of that word, like punk dad or... Yeah, there's that DIY element, but we talked last time about uh, our love of crass, and um, they re really were like influenced and shaped my worldview a lot uh, about what they were singing about. Yeah. And 
you know, the same thing with maybe like dead Kennedys, a little bit like bad religion and, you know, propaganda is, is pretty influential in that, that sense where it's, um, you know, anarchy and peace. And it's like, what anarchy, like here you have like exploited and all these like older punk bands, like, like smashing it. Like that didn't resonate with me, but then how you like put those two things together. And it was almost like take care of your fellow man, but also do it yourself. Is that did that have any influence on how you you parented or your thoughts about that? Do you have any thoughts about that? Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, I grew up like this, you know, all that like circle jerks had tons of like political. There was political songs, political ideas in their songs. I, I loved them. They were my first punk band that I really heard was the group Sex album. Um, my friend played it for me, and I was just like. I had no idea that there was music like this, you know? Uh, and it was, yeah, amazing. But it was like, yeah, seeing about Afghanistan and uh, the government and, you know, um, I think that took on a different meaning for me later on. Um, but uh, what was it? That That sort of, I guess my for me I I between like crass making me feel like the people were together and, and you know um and yeah and like minor threat and sort sort of like the in the straight edge of that time being like more you know caring about people's taking care of people rather than like getting fucked up and um you know fuck the you know world not it wasn't that fuck the world kind of thing it was like let's make our own world kind of thing i guess you know let's make it this way this way where we can can we have the the we enable ourselves to make the world the way we want it i think that that's pretty like spot on guiding my parenting you know like you can do whatever you want and I mean even more so when you think about like my my kid last year well he he was saying he wanted to you know be a video game designer and I was thinking like fuck yeah you could be like a fucking millionaire dude you know like I'm not going to say like, no, you should get some other kind of job that makes more sense. Cause like, that's maybe what somebody might've said years ago, but um, I think that just like enabling kind of thing, you know, uh, I do that with my girls, with my twins. I just try to, you know, be there and just, you know, if she stands up, Ivy stands up on the dining room table, uh, chair, you know, not the table, <laughs> the table sometimes. And I just say, that's dangerous. You know, that's a long way to fall. And I'm like, come on, please step down. You know, I'm not going to look going, take her down, get down from there. That's dangerous. You know, like I put my hand, that's dangerous. You know, that's a long way to fall. And then I wait and see, is she going to come down? Come on, Ivy. Come down. you know, and, um, um, 
at least I'm holding her hand if she goes and takes a header, you <laughs> yeah. know, I'm stage, close stage, now. stage dive on dead. Right. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that's usually just getting attention anyway. You know, there's not really anything that interesting in standing on the dining chair or whatever, but, um, yeah, uh, it's just making me think about the rad dad thing. It's just like kind of that, that being there, that being present kind of thing, being involved in what they're doing, you know, as much as possible. You know, I got to have my own life too. But like, um, you know, I can, I can have my girls sitting at the dining room table with me with art paper everywhere and crayons or colored pencils or whatever. And I've got my laptop there and I'm doing my emails. And it's kind of like, you know, it's almost like an internet cafe. It's just that they don't have laptops. They've got their, you know, the coloring paper out. Phaedra just started doing this thing a couple months ago. I don't know exactly where she got it from. If she learned it from her bigger brother or he got it from her or she saw it in one of her YouTube videos, but she folds the paper over and then draws like a face. And then when it, and the mouth is right on the fold. So when it opens, now the mouth is open really big. Yeah. She draws those all the time. My, my son did that for months, a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's so like clever. And she just loves like, you know, that she can do that. The paper has become three-dimensional. It's so yeah. cool. And, and I, yeah. That's so cool. There, there was a there was a YouTube channel my son really got into. It was just like a dude and his son teaching kids how to draw and do art. And it was ah, just like yeah. these short kind of mini lessons. And it was just yeah. like they I think I remember one was similar where it was like a ice cream cone and you like lift it up and it was just a really <laughs> long ice cream cone is the same sort of thing. That's awesome. Every kid's dream, the expanding ice cream cone. Like, look, it's now twice as big. I think he did that over COVID. And and so, again, me being a teacher, I was at home uh, doing, like, my school, like, teaching online. And my son was online and, like, at my kitchen table. And so we were kind of, like, both there doing our thing. And and when his school was over or he was had to take a break, I kind of had more of a structure, I think, than his teacher did. And so I kind of put him on the schedule. It's like, okay, if I'm teaching, like, I want you to do some art. And so he would, like, pull up that YouTube video and do a bunch of art. And I thought it was, had a different lens because I was, like, having him do art. But then also seeing, like, how cool is, you know, YouTube that it could teach you almost anything. I was just a, like interested yeah. that it was like yeah. affecting my son. And he was like, Hey, he was looking things up and he was getting taught by a dad and his kid. I just thought yeah. it was just brilliant. And uh, yeah, I, I, I know I have a totally, I have my view of YouTube and the internet is like, yeah, slowly morphed over time for that same reason. My girls watch um, like a, kids youtube or whatever it is you, you i forget what it's called but it's like a youtube that's mostly just i guess under eight or something like that and there's tons of those drawings and paintings and people making elaborate cakes and you can you get to watch them lay the chocolate out and the icing on and then curl it and do all this stuff and they watch that 
And I'm like, wow, you know, sometimes my boys, I mean, they, they go after the YouTube because they want to, they play some video games. So they want to figure out how to beat a level, you know, so they watch that, they look for that video and they watch how it's done. But my girls are, you know, they're not, I'm not about that. Well, yet, And it's a lot of this art and some of this amazing like gel pens. And it's really kind of meditative to watch it because the people who are doing it are really good at it so they're coloring the lines right all filled and nice and it's like ah <laughs> <laughs> it's so chill to me you know there we go maybe maybe you that's a what's a, in you know in your retirement years you could do a, a youtube channel right. meditate yeah um, i have an idea for a for a, a music kind of book but you know i'm i'm still working on it but it's it'll be for it'll be like for parents and kids and stuff because for me um <clears throat> playing music uh you know i talk about this a lot with people they're like oh, i just i'm not musical or they tell me stuff like that oh, i never could play guitar i'm not a musician i'm not an artist or whatever and i'm like aren't you you know isn't everybody i mean i, I grew up because i grew up my mom played guitar but she didn't play you know that well but she always just played and she had songs she was learning and practicing and I got to watch her you know like miss a note here and there sometimes and then stop sometimes and go back and get it right the next time and it just felt so much more accessible I'm like okay and that in a way you know led to uh you know a bit of my philosophy of life which is something we already talked about just like you know you learn by making mistakes and mistakes are okay and um you know just don't be afraid you know try not to be afraid to make them or be afraid but don't let that stop you i guess everyone's afraid it's cool yeah. to be afraid it's fine fine to be afraid just don't do let it stop you do you have do you have those like blunt explicit talks with your kids that way or is it more just a modeling or you you just they kind of see you what you do and and you know you're this creative person and you're busy and you have yeah, all of these good. things on the go or... that's a good question you know I um a little bit a little bit like because I didn't I didn't really feel like I got that from my parents not quite like maybe it's because I was the first boy born maybe and they were still figuring it out <clears throat> there was just the two of us my sister and I you know so after I was born a couple years later my sister was born I, I you know my dad was there you know he was involved with my scouts and stuff that I did as a kid but he worked a lot but you know on the weekends sometimes you know and I'd go out and sit with him sometimes my mom would tell me you know your dad's doing the brakes on the car go go out and help him you know and i'm like go out dad mom says i need to help you I'm like all right hand me the wrench <laughs> you know but you know i'd sit there and chat with him and listen and watch and he'd tell me what he's doing and some of it i didn't understand but after a few years or whatever a few times you know i know what the I don't know the brake drum was and the brake pads were and stuff like that and i'm starting to see it um but there wasn't much of that i don't know like getting involved with like my life and in a way and how life works kind of thing like you know ways of like 
I, I mean, I felt like I just had to figure a lot of stuff out. I, I just, and, you know, and a lot of it I did by mistake too, you know, by, and there was accidents and stuff. Um, but like, uh, I didn't really feel like there was much of that from my dad, but my dad is, is that kind of, he was always that kind of quiet, more like very smart thinking, very sensitive as well, man, you know? Um, and uh, I noticed he even became more communicative. Like he said things that he might've left unsaid before um, after my mom passed away. It seemed like she just wasn't you know she wasn't around to like connect the family anymore you know call me and tell me call your father you know and stuff like that that's what my mom did all the time but um you know um uh he, you know he learned he changed too in his whatever that was late 60s early 70s or something you know but but yeah but back to me and my kids i i do try and get a little more like into the well my older son Eli you know some some talks about it um I'm interested in what that's going to be like with my girls because they already seem super independent like more independent than my boys are it's really yeah it's amazing I don't know it's just like they already know what they're doing <laughs> you know it's just whether or not they even want to tell me or I just have to watch and wait wait and see, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if there'll be, like, talks with them. But I hope so, sort of, you know. And, like, are you – is it because they're girls and you think it's, it's different or it's just their nature and they're just a bit more, like you said, more independent – and they might not need those talks or well i yeah no i wonder if if i'm gonna like almost learn more from them you know like what you know whatever is going on like you know be like how are your friends at school or something like that you know i mean they're 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 still in kindergarten but <laughs> how are your friends at school or how's it going you know like you know and if there's some kind of drama you know somebody said something this to me or whatever and now i can't be their friend or whatever uh, I, you know, I just can't wait for that because I imagine that they're going to have more, in, I don't know, information on how people are than than I do. I'll be like, well, I mean, I, I think when it comes down to that kind of stuff, I'll, I do talk with like Eli, my oldest, in a way I'm more like, well, you know, for me, in my experience with this kind of thing, you know, I did this or whatever, you know something like that rather than say like well you know if he says this it means this you know i'm not gonna sort of that's more like there's only one answer i'm not really that there's only one answer kind of person <laughs> i don't know I'm getting a little what's the word nebulous about this right now it's kind oh, of all over makes sense let's bring it back then do you consider yourself a rad dad yeah i do I do. I hope to be. I mean, I mean, I hope so. I know there's some freaking way ratter dads out there. I mean, I've got friends who are like take their kids to the skate park because they're they're good at skateboarding. You know, I'm not that good at skateboarding. But um, you know, yeah, we 
we do a lot of art. I think that's rad dad. I jump on the trampoline with my five-year-old girls and and the, and my 12 and nine-year-old boys, you know, um, I, uh, I play music with them. You know, I've been figuring out like um, the theme to, what is it, Baby Shark? I play that for my daughter Phaedra oh, and I cool. stop you know I stop because it's baby shark baby shark and then we I play it and sing it and then I stop and then she goes mommy shark and then I, shark, <laughs> and I play that part, and then I wait and I look at her and she goes daddy shark and I go, you know um I've been trying to figure out, it's really hard because the chords are like crazy sevenths and um, that I'm not that familiar with. Um, uh, what is it? It's Daniel Tiger. Um, oh gosh. I like you just the way you are, I think is what it's called. That's it, sounds like another song. I don't mean it to sound like another song. But um, oh, gosh, it's because anyway, uh, Ivy loves Daniel Tiger's songs, and she loves that song particularly. But it's really like hard chords. Like that guy, Jim Neighbors, is like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Okay. So he he like after he had his show, there's this Daniel Tiger that sort of Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood is like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. So it's like a character a cartoon character that's living on after him and sort of doing the same things he did. But, you know, it's a kid, Daniel Tiger is a kid who's experiencing the world and the kids experience the world through Daniel Tiger's stories. Um, but it's a lot of songs. And he wrote a lot of these songs himself, Jim Neighbors. Jim Neighbors, is that right? I think that's right. But he, like, it's really, I don't think it was, it wasn't meant for guitar. I don't think it was meant for piano. So it's like, yeah the chord structures are way different but i'm trying i'm trying and i sit there and kind of struggle through it and i hope someday am i and sorry uh i mean the girls they'll pick up like a recorder and just start blowing whistles or banging a drum sometimes and I, I'm not sure if we're supposed to be playing together, if I'm supposed to follow them, <laughs> you know, just like, whatever, you know, that's, are, but I think that's a rad dad right there. Are they kind yeah, of cog right. cognizant of like what, what you do? Like, are they, or the like, girls, what about your boys? How do your boys interact too? Like, yeah. you know, they, they obviously on you know, social media, maybe, or in the internet and they know that. Yeah, yeah. My, well, let's see. I mean, my boys know because they go to, you know, regular public school and the last school they were at, you know, like my son Eli, a couple of times he said, Dad, everyone knows who you are. Everyone here <laughs> knows who you are. And I'm like, okay, you know, and he's seen like the, you know, the janitor come up to me and go, hey man, I just want you to know I'm a really big fan. And you know, I'm because I'm this is who I am anyway, I'm just like nice and you know, speak to you know, I try not to blow people off, although sometimes we're in a hurry. You know, I'm like, hey, dude, we got to go. You know, ice time starts in like 30 <laughs> minutes and it's like a 40 minute drive. So, 
you know, hey, nice to meet you, gotta go, you know, but mostly I like to talk to people a little bit, at least, you know, and I think that's good also for the kids to see, you know, just, I don't know, adults talking to each other, although I guess a lot of times it is fans. Um, and that's the boys and what they see around school or like the pizza place that we go to sometimes. The guy that works there always wants to talk about music with me. You know, and I'm like, just can get our pizza, please. You know, <laughs> didn't even put it in yet. Could you just put it in and we'll finish talking? You know, put it in the oven first. Um, but my girls have actually been to more shows than my boys. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Although they um, sometimes, uh, actually this last year, I think it, it started to feel a little overwhelming, all the people. And the noise even though they've got their headphones on so um it was really cool the first show of well you know last year which was our first show was like in march actually in arizona um it was out in a field and the promoter who's a friend of mine for now for a few years he was like let me park my car right behind the stage and my girls just sat in the car or that they know so well and they were able to kind of see and experience it and ivy got out wanted to get out of the car but she got to the stairs leading up and that was like enough she went back to the car with mom with my wife so um you know they have they've been to more shows the girls uh, and they know you know all the trailers because usually there are these outdoor shows now that we've been doing so there's all the trailers and they can have the snacks and drink the waters and um you know and everyone's Dude. always everyone's always like interested in these twin girls you know kind of running around with their headphones on yeah it's pretty cool it's kind of it makes me sad that you know no effects is doing this farewell tour because in, in, in about two years you know there won't be any more than no effect shows for the kids to go to you know that makes me sad because it's like at a really good level for for the kids to be backstage you know I, I plan you know i've got a solo career i've been slowly launching and uh, it's just not going to be quite the same you know i mean i don't expect to have the kind of like i'm sure i'll have a nice dressing room somewhere here and there <laughs> or i can bring the but I can bring the kids, but probably not as often as no effects kids. I, I could kind of re relate to that too. You know, that there's been kind of a lack of all ages shows. Um, you know, when I grew up, I went, you know, I was, I sound again, a bit like cliche or, but punk, I think changed my life a lot. I, I remember my, my first, one of my first shows, it was, uh, more of a, a, a metal band, Disciples of Power. And is that just this punk club? Actually, that, I don't know if you remember, the Bronx, which is the where I first saw you guys about 30 years ago. And I remember being a 12-year-old, you know, 12, 13-year-old kid getting dropped off by our parents. And, hey, we'll pick you up in a few hours. And just, like, it changed my life. It, it was just blown away. Well, I was I thought it was so cool that I could sit on the stage right beside a guy playing his guitar and you know, it was a small club and this mosh pit. I was terrified, but it just that experience of live music 
I I think I've always been kind of trying to chase that. I go to a lot of shows. That's like one of my hobbies is going to see as many bands as I can. And and I try to take my son to as many shows as I can, not to force it upon him, but just like, hey, this is something that I experience and it brings a lot of joy in my life. And I want you to kind of see this world. And and if he's not into it, I'm, you know, more than happy not to take him in, in the fact I'm not going to force how, him, like I said. How old is he? This one you're talking uh, he just, tur- just turned 11. Yeah, yeah. yeah, see, that's still and that's um, little, I mean. Yeah, but they don't have, like, they don't have those all ages. Like, you know, some of the bands, like, you know, like Propagandy, for example, um, that's one of my favorite bands currently. And they were they were here in September, but it was a, a no minor show. Luckily, I got to go a little, little bit into the sound check, and and he got to see them a little bit. Oh, cool. But yeah. but it's um, I guess I don't know where I'm going with that. Is just like yeah, like I could understand kind of where you're coming from. Like they don't have that experience, and you kind of want them to have that experience, yeah. and yeah, yeah. and uh, that's the same thing. Like why I I do some of the rad dad stuff and. One of the things I I did was start um, like a band, Dad Religion. Just it was just a meant to be like a one off thing, where we would just yeah. do a, a Bad Religion cover set, but we called it an All Ager Rager, and really we had toddlers there. Like it was, you know, when you think of all ages, people think oh, like teenagers and stuff. Like like no, right. like our ages show it was like babies and toddlers, yeah. and and uh, we we I guess we strive to have. To provide that experience for parents uh and younger kids that that's at least my kind of impetus behind it is like yeah, yeah bring it bring your young kids to a, a rock show in a sense and yeah i don't know I, I could go on about the lack of all ages <laughs> stuff like that did you have any fears about becoming a dad oh yeah totally except that i I, for some reason, just, I don't know, just felt like it was what I was going to do. You know, I was going to be a dad at some point, you know, didn't really think too much about it until, and then once it happened, you know, Eli being my firstborn, yeah, there's a bit of like fear of, um, so how old were you when you first, like, your first son? Must have been 42, pretty late. You know, pretty late. But like, God, each one is so different, you know? I mean, Ian, then when he was born, a few years later, it's just different, you know? And then and then my like my twins, again, so different. And <laughs> two of them at once was like, oh my gosh, how hard is this? But um I mean my life's amazing. She really um, so strong, so tough, you know, so resilient. Can somehow like not sleep for days. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that, man. I can't do that. I suck and fall apart. I mean, I guess she does too, but somehow it's just, it's not. I don't know. I guess. Um. I don't know. Anyway, I just don't know how she can do it. But she did. She did for years. I mean, the girls are five now. Yeah, they're they're going to be six soon. So there's quite a bit of that, like sleepless 
night behind us now. Oh, but I wanted to say that about the um, the dad religion thing that you were talking about and having the concerts. And, and that's, I was thinking about how that to me, you know, co co syncs up with punk rock, how punk rock always, when I first discovered it, it was like fans making music, you know, you were, you, 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 you had your own band because you're a fan. And so you had to have your own band. It wasn't like, you know, bands before that for me was like, you know, bands that seemed like, how did they get there? Don't know. They were already on the stage making this, you know, incredibly perfect music like Boston or whatever, Cheap Trick. Um, but the punk rock scene was like, yeah, you're on the stage, you can practically touch, you know, the singer, but you could very well touch the singer. Um, and I, I like that for like the kids to see that it's like, you know, if you love music, you should try and make your own music as well in some form and perform as well. You know, that's part of loving music. It's loving live music. You know, it goes together. And so you can do this too, which is great, I think, I think for kids. You can do this too. That's like that's great for everything. Yeah, it's engineering. Like, yeah. You can do this too. Rocket science. You can do this too. Yeah. It's it's modeling the DIY ethic you talked about. Really, you know, like I, yeah. I was. Yeah. That's where the inspiration came from. It's like you know what I want to do a, a punk rock show for my kids and some of his friends, and and I'm just gonna do it myself. So I got like got my buddies together who are all musicians. Like, hey guys, you want to do this? Come together, like, you know, put together a short set of bad religion songs and put a show on. And then we and a lot of the rad dad stuff or events that we do also have like a charitable aspect to them. And so, you know, last the last thing that we did was in April, we did another show and for Christmas. No, it was not April. It was Christmas time. And so we had a, my friend dress up as Santa so he could take pictures with the kids. We uh, had auctions. So friends like donated stuff, had this auction. So we ended up raising about 1700 bucks for, for a local women, women in need shelter, um, you know, as an example. So there's all the, like the layers there of like that punk rock, like doing good for your community, like where I, I guess I learned from like, you know, crass and helping out that fellow, fellow man and, um, and and women and then you know having a good time kind of thing so totally get it in what ways did ch fatherhood change you <laughs> a lot of ways a lot of ways because uh, well like you said like you, you were a bit older already and kind of set in yeah your nah yeah <laughs> How does, does this make sense with parenthood? I remember at one point thinking that I was supposed to, as I got older, I thought I would, you know, um, uh, just understand life better and have more of a handle on things and, you know, be a little more calm. And while maybe... I don't know if any of those things are true when you start to have kids because it's like, whoa, I didn't know that, you know, 
whatever they could have this much diarrhea in an <laughs> how many times is this kid gonna you know it's going okay well you know and you just kind of like you just keep doing it because if you get getting angry about it isn't gonna help one bit you know so you just gotta kind of laugh and go like wow my life's actually a little bit more chaotic and i mean kids are i don't know they are about chaos that's what they do that's like and why not encourage that you know um let them figure out their own way and instead of try to like enforce what you think is your own way to do things i, I don't know i guess that's pretty general um but yeah i think i one thing I I is a, a bit of a like a kind of a life philosophy I don't know that's probably like way too basic for everybody everybody's like yeah duh as I, I thought that um I started to notice that even like the oldest person could be an eight-year-old actually just in like saggy wrinkly skin with gray hair or whatever and and I when I look at like my girls um playing with other kids at the park or my boys you know hanging out with their friends and i'm like and then i look at like their dad um you know the dad of the other kids or whatever and i'm like we're kind of just why aren't we just the same it's like there's no age really we're just this it's, it's like we're the same person i guess is what i mean once you're like eight years old or so maybe maybe and, you know, of course, there's just more, maybe some trauma or some like, you know, bad relationships or maybe some really good relationships or um, that just add to like, you know, what we think life is. But when if you can just go back to that eight-year-old mentality of like eyes wide open and just because that thing was whatever it was in the past that doesn't mean this thing in the future is going to be that way too you know so like um something like that i don't know if that's like a i forgot what we were talking about is that <laughs> how how parenting has changed me is that what that was yeah. something like that you know like i was like wow you know we kind of don't change i guess we just maybe think we do or we think we've grown up or sometimes we just have maybe ptsd or we think we know things now i think so <laughs> like when i think about that i think i'm kind of a lot of the same person i was when i was like 12 13. you don't really think i've changed all that much to be honest yeah you know you have these mm -hmm. experiences that influence some of your decisions but deep down I still kind of like the same things that I did like I don't mm -hmm. still into mm -hmm. same sort of music still into the same sort of interests like, you know I've maybe broadened them and have a deeper understanding of some of those things because I've explored them in such a way but I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm immature well, yeah. <laughs> right well you know it's maybe a little bit of both I guess it's whatever you make it you know if you make it like a good thing about it that it's a good thing that you're like that then you know bring out the, the best parts of that being 
of of the best parts of being like a 12 year old again i guess as opposed to just being a an adult child which <laughs> sounds bad because it can be bad for a lot of reasons that means no responsibility no accountability like you know we do have to have some accountability now we have to pay bills and stuff like that yeah booze what are the <laughs> agreed Here, here's the last parenting question and i'll ask you a few more just about what you're you've been up to and stuff but uh, what's the most rewarding aspects of being a dad and i i don't i mean i don't know it's there's so much i mean to hear any of my kids say say my name say dad hey dad you know or like oh dad you know yeah. like that one oh dad like when i tell a bad dad joke for my girls daddy you know um or like the way they hug me you know the hug when i pick them up and still pick up my 12 year old too you know pick up my nine-year-old, pick up my five-year-old. I think my five-year-olds are he heavier than my nine-year-olds. By the way, nine-year-old, they're like so strong. <laughs> I think it's just kind of that kind of stuff. To me, maybe the physical, the touch, sitting on my lap, snuggle, you know, lay their head on my chest or shoulder or whatever. And the dad, the, the being called dad, I don't know just is amazing just so great i love that that's uh <laughs> i think about that you know every morning when my you know i mentioned last time like we have a week on week off kind of thing so when he's here my son's here it's like yeah you know wake him up in the morning and and the very first thing that we do is like i hug him and just ask him how his sleep was and and oh, yeah, right. so you saying that it's like you know i kind of take it kind of for granted or just kind of part of our i don't I haven't really analyzed it i guess is what i'm trying to say now i'm like right. in my brain analyzing yeah it. yeah but, i know yeah. It's, it's, it's a hard question it's a hard mm -hmm. question but it's a great question you know it's a really great question because it makes you think you know it makes you think what is it there is there's so much but yeah thanks thanks for asking me that actually because like I almost came to tears just then, <laughs> just like thinking about how grateful I am just to be called dad. You know, it's very, it's very awesome. Cool. It's great. Again. Hey, let me let me tell you a little bit. Let me plug my 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 solo music. Let's do it before we yeah. go. All right. Yeah. All right. So um, so I've been working on um a, some solo music for a while, um, and uh. I released, I started, I, I, I released just recently a cover of a no effect song as sort of like my introduction to my solo career. I've got a couple of covers, but I've got some originals that are going to be out maybe by the end of the year. And right now it's just me. It's not, I don't have a band. I don't have anybody else. So I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to play it live, but you know, it's, it's me singing, playing guitar, 
with some synthesizers, some like good bass. It sounds, you know, it's got like an electronic aspect to it, you know, a little bit like Killing Joke, a little bit, a little faster, maybe closer to Ministry. Yeah, that's when when I first heard it, I was like, Ministry was like, well, the new song, American Eras, has that kind of guitar, like that Ministry, you know, almost metal, but it's not all like that. It's quite a bit, quite a bit of it's like more riffy. It's got some guitar riffs going on but you know the first thing i thought i would do was i'd been playing around with some no effects riffs because i'm always playing practicing on my computer and i'm like oh wow this is like right about you know this is like a drum and bass like um <clears throat> bpm like bottles to the ground this is, sounds rad with like a drum and bass beat and um when mike heard it he was like, fuck, you should get, you got any more of these? And I'm like, oh, I got a bunch, you know? He's like, dude, I'm starting a new label. You know, let's put this on the label. You know, I'll produce it. And I'm like, well, you know, he wants to, he wanted to produce it, but I'm like, I kind of want to do it myself. But we did it in a studio and um, with his engineer at the time was this guy named Baz, this French kid who's complete musical genius, incredible talent um and so we just did it we kind of did it during covid these covers and um <clears throat> then you know mike was trying to get the label started and so it was going to be released and but then the label got delayed but then anyway it finally came out so it finally came out and uh i'm really excited about it and i'm i've got a, a, a booking agent that's not the no effects booking agent it's my own booking agent um we're talking about doing some shows coming up probably not until april or may but that's right around when no effects is starting again too so i might do some shows around then we'll see i might have somebody else playing with me a drummer i'm not sure i could do it myself but just with like backing tracks i don't know if that's going to be weird or not you know but people do that now you know it's like yeah. i could do that too i guess i mean it's <clears throat> so I'm really stoked on this, this, you know, I've been wanting to do it for a long time and I just sort of didn't feel the need to really move forward with it. And finally I was like, fuck it, it's time. And then, um, you know, so that's, what's going to happen in the next year or two is I'll be playing some of these Eric Melvin solo shows. Some of them will be called the Melvinator. That's what I call it. Kind of the no effects covers. We'll see. We'll see if I stick with the name or not. You know, I don't. I don't have to. Although um, I, I was DJing before as the Melvinator too. I was doing these DJ things. Um, also, I've been doing um, life coaching. You know, this kind of coaching thing where it's like sort of like mentoring. It's not really uh, like it's not psychotherapy. It's not like that kind of thing. Um, I'm definitely not a trained psychologist, but I took a, a university course to get a certificate in transformational life coaching. I think that was the official title. And I've been getting bookings. Uh, I have a link where people can go in my book time. And, um, you know, I talked to people who want to, you know, pick up a new hobby or start a second job or, um, I get people who just, you know, trying to write music and they, they want to talk about, you know, what um, I listen 
to uh well i haven't actually done it where i've listened to music yet and like given advice on the song but i've talked to some people about like writing writing lyrics you know jamming playing music and writing music to create a song <clears throat> but i've also talked to i've talked to more people who just are trying to get back to you know let's say they've they've got a great career now but they missed you know the days when they were in university doing photography and so we just talk about that well what does that mean to you to do photography now you know are you going to do it to like sell it are you going to do it to you know why can't you just pick up a camera and like take a picture of something what does it mean compared to what you're thinking of you know and so just talking about it and they come up with like, oh yeah i could just do it like this well i guess i don't need a you know as much equipment as i thought i did i could just start with this and like you know and start to just build some momentum with making some changes because that kind of stuff's hard to do on your own you know i mean sure people do it but sometimes people just get stuck because they've got maybe confidence issues or um you know they they build up expectations it's human nature i, I think we we don't want to it's like that fear of failure right or and that the perfection kind of idea it's got to be perfect but once you get doing it you, you just kind of keep keep rolling with it you know that's how kind of yeah. rad, rad death started too it was like i just found there was actually they had in vancouver this rad dad's vancouver thing and i was like oh this sounds really interesting and i kind of just reached out to the guy and and he's like oh you should like do your own thing in in edmonton and i'm like fuck yeah i should and then i was like at a like a local pub with my friend i'm like hey i had this idea like he's like i'm like can you help me he's like yeah sure let's do it and we just didn't really know what we were doing just kind of have this like meeting and like a guest speaker and had some beer and food and just dads coming together and just kind of grew from from there and now i'm talking to you <laughs> like it's just another piece of, of it and um yeah, yeah i totally yeah. totally totally understand you know that's cool that you do that i, I appreciate yeah that. i love it i love it it's it's really rewarding it's great conversations i've really met some great people and and they a lot of them they just keep coming back for more you know and some people have moved on because they're they don't need to talk to me anymore but yeah, it's great. I really, really love it. Nice. Last question. Any words of wisdom to any rad dads out there? Oh, yeah, this one. That's a tough one. Uh, or or uh, any, but, any new dads. You know, maybe. Any new dads, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think this is... Um, let's see it's hard it's supposed to be hard and if it's if you got doubts it's probably because actually you care and that's a good thing and it's okay you know we're all we're all doing it we're all struggling everyone's got something going on you know and but you know we can be here for each other too right i mean just like you and i are here right now thanks for having me and you know for the other dads out there you know just keep doing it you know what's the right thing to do keep going we got this awesome let's end it there thanks melvin 
Thank you, man. I really, really appreciate it. All right. That was Eric Melvin Ah! on the Rad Dad Show. Make sure to go check out Melvinator and go check out No Effects on their farewell tour. It's your last chance. Thank you so much, Melvin, for joining us. And thank you for listening. If you like this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you drop us a review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you're looking for more Rad Dads content, find us wherever you get your podcasts or give us a follow on social media or both. On Instagram, you can find us at at rad underscore dads underscore show and on Facebook and Twitter. And here's something new for 2023. Like I said last episode, we're on TikTok. All of those ones at Rad Dads Show. And hey, you can also head over to YouTube to watch all of these interviews as well. Wherever you're watching or listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us so much. And lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. And you can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime and in between time, stay rad.